to Late Night Talks, a place for growth, stability, and transformation. The podcast for men and for the women who want to understand men. My name is Amy Jo. I'm a certified clinical hypnotherapist, Reiki master, and a life strategist. Here, we take you to the next level of self-understanding mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Good evening. Welcome. Hello. It's great to have you here tonight. And I'm especially grateful for being here with you tonight. I'm doing so much better within 24 hours of my last upload. One of the main issues that I was physically struggling with had kind of subsided on its own. I was very close to needing a blood transfusion. I was experiencing shortness of breath, very weak and fatigued, and my heart was really wonky. But I do believe in the power of prayer. And I realize that not everyone prays, but they still may hold well intentions for you in their mind or their hearts. And regardless, it all matters. It all holds weight. We're all interconnected telepathically. I truly believe this. And I believe that whatever you hold in your mind for another person, you also hold for yourself. And this is why it's so important to have a kind space inside your heart and your mind when thinking of others rather than holding some kind of ill intent. Anyways, thank you. Thank you for the prayers. Thank you for the sweet personal messages. And thank you for the latest review. I really appreciate it. And I see you and I appreciate you more than words can express. Since I had a lot of downtime, <laughs> I did some reflecting and I was thinking about how so many people, and this includes myself, how we suffer from imposter syndrome. We suffer from limited beliefs and, and the mind, how the mind can become so weak so easily. 70% of people experience imposter syndrome. And of course, there's some people who struggle more pervasive and chronic forms of imposter syndrome, while others, it's more situational. So why do we do this? You know, where does this come from? What are the signs and how do we get past this? So I think that this is going to be a great reminder for all of us to kind of check ourselves and see what's what's really happening and what's going on when we hold ourselves back. We so often hide, right? We, we hide our talents. We hide our gifts because we don't think we're good enough. We don't think that we're experienced enough. We don't think that maybe we're intelligent enough. So we end up protecting this part of ourselves and it's a part of our inner child because we don't want that part of us to feel rejected or maybe be made a fool of once again 
And the psychology of the subconscious mind is very mysterious. <laughs> right. We know that it drives 95% of the human experience. And it's far, far more powerful than the conscious mind. And we know that it can't distinguish between reality and imagination. And its primary function is really to protect us. It protects us both physically and emotionally. And what happens is that it thinks that it's protecting us by throwing up these roadblocks from time to time. And this is where these limited beliefs come in. Roadblocks are limited beliefs. The subconscious mind remembers moments where there was intense emotions involved, where maybe there was pain felt, or there was a time where we were humiliated or maybe embarrassed, as well as those times where we were happy and elated, you know, those type of experiences. Regardless, it's the intensity of that emotion which is tied to a memory that will stand out most, especially to the subconscious mind. Most likely you're not going to remember the first time you brushed your teeth because most likely there wasn't a whole lot of emotion involved in that. But I bet you, you can clearly remember your first kiss or your first sexual experience because there was more emotion involved in that, right? So we have to be very careful when these energetic blocks, because that's all they are, their energy coming up or these limited beliefs, they creep in. We really have to search for hard evidence to back them up. And most times the evidence is false. So let's talk about imposter syndrome. What is it? It's basically a psychological pattern where we feel internally incompetent. So it refers to a person's internalized beliefs that their perceived level of competence isn't congruent with their actual abilities and that maybe their success is largely attributed to say external factors such as luck or just coming across the right people. Regardless of the background or level of success, it this can affect anyone, no matter the gender, age, or line of work, anyone is susceptible to really developing imposter syndrome. Although those who are high achievers, maybe the perfectionist, or those who have had early success in their lives, they're more likely to suffer from imposter syndrome. On the other hand, really as well, there's those people who belong to minority groups, right? Or who have been subjected to discrimination at some point in their lives. They also have, you know, this increased risk of developing imposter syndrome. And it's really just due to the fact that they may have this perception that they need to do more or to be more 
in order to demonstrate their worth and their capabilities. And this can often result in feelings of inadequacy and self-doubt. It can also be intensified by early childhood failure or criticism. And a lot of times this is where it comes from. If someone was taught as a child that they weren't smart enough or good enough or that they failed in some way, they're going to internalize that. They're going to internalize these messages and believe that they're not capable of future achievements, that they're never going to succeed in life. So really in reality, imposter syndrome, it's just a fancy name used to cover up something that we need to acknowledge. So we have to be willing to just peel up that band-aid and see what's underneath. You know, what are the core beliefs under these negative feelings? And when did they begin to form? From what age? And we're going to talk a little bit more about that soon. The problem with imposter syndrome really is that it doesn't always just affect one area in in our life. It can and can seep like poison into many areas of a person's life, including their career, their relationships, and even in personal development, really. You know, in the workplace, imposter syndrome can really cause a person, again, to doubt their abilities. Even, even if they've achieved the greatest things, the highest level of success, they might feel like they're not qualified for the position or that their achievements are, are due to, like I said, external factors rather than their hard work or maybe their talent. This often leads to anxiety, to stress, to burnout, because they feel like they have to work harder or longer hours to prove themselves to other people, their colleagues, employers, whatever it is. Even in personal relationships, if you think about it, imposter syndrome, it can cause people to doubt their worth and value. I've been here. They feel like they're not deserving of love or affection, and they have to continuously prove themselves to their partners or their friends, being that people pleaser. And this can lead to feelings of insecurity jealousy, and low self-esteem. They have a tendency to compare themselves to others and feel like they're falling short in some way. In terms of personal development, imposter syndrome can really prevent people from taking risks, really, and pursuing their goals. Because they might not feel like they're ready. This is the procrastinator, right? They're always trying to get ready and prepare and then it never happens, right? They might feel like they're not ready. They're not qualified to take on this new challenge, leading to this missed opportunity or missed opportunities and a lack really in personal growth. Additionally, it can it can cause people to hold themselves back so much and avoid situations where they might be judged or evaluated 
And this leads to a stagnant, unfulfilled life. Because you're not going after what you know you should be. Because you just don't feel like you're qualified enough, right? There's different types of imposter syndrome that researchers have identified based on maybe common patterns of behavior or thought. There's the perfectionist, right? Setting those extremely high standards, feeling like anything less than perfect is a failure. Then there's the expert. That's one where they're f- they might feel like they're never intelligent enough. Then we have the soloist. You got to do everything on your own and you don't want to ask for help. There's also the natural genius. They feel as though the task should be completed easily and without any effort. And lastly, there's the superhero. (laughs) And they feel like they have to excel in every area of their life. And if you're curious whether you're experiencing imposter syndrome, you might not even know it or not. But here's some helpful questions to consider. Ask yourself, do I feel luck more than achievement? Do I undervalue my achievements? Can I accept compliments? Do I compare myself to other people? Do I allow myself to accept myself when I fail? So these are great questions to ponder on. It's about working to identify and challenge these limiting beliefs that can be very important part of addressing imposter syndrome and building confidence and self-esteem. So how do we do this? I believe that we need, we need to have a strong mind because there's never going to be growth if we are mentally weak and if we stay mentally weak. It's impossible to grow with a weak mind. It's like having a garden and it never being watered. It's never going to grow. A strong mind refers to the ability to remain resilient, to be persistent, and even positive in the face of adversity or challenges and setbacks even, right? A strong mind is characterized by the ability to stay focused on your goals, manage stress and anxiety, and also maintaining a positive outlook, even even if it seems difficult. So if, if a limited belief arises, I want you to consider the absurdity of it. Why? Because it's invisible. There's nothing really there. It's a thought or really it's just an illusion. It's almost as if there was a jockey in a horse race, right? He's on the horse and they're all lined up 
And as the gun goes off, the horse is ready to bolt. But the jockey holds the horse back. Because in the jockey's mind, he sees this wall. But the horse doesn't. The horse wants to go. And when you end up losing that race because you were afraid and you held back, you hold yourself back from this illusion, an illusion that never existed. And you end up losing the race because you were afraid of this illusion that was never truly there. It never existed. So if you think about it, it's, it's kind of insane, right? But if you can find some type of humor in this idea, it can actually help you get over these fabricated ideas of yourself. I've done this my entire life, especially here, even in this platform here. I've been hiding. I don't put much effort in putting myself out there. And recently I asked myself, why? What am I really afraid of? Do I really care what other people think of me? I really don't. So what else is holding me back? And these are the questions that I'm asking myself. If you have imposter syndrome, take it as a sign that there's something in you that needs closure. When I talk about closure, it's just like closure to a core belief or a thought that you aren't good enough or whatever that is for you. Smart enough, lovable enough, whatever. A core belief is that fixed thought or idea that affects how you see the world or yourself. It can be positive, it can be negative, it can be neutral. But the negative core beliefs that, you know, these these beliefs can lead to this dysfunctional immediate beliefs which manifest as these attitudes and outlooks on life or towards ourselves due to the fact that our automatic negative thoughts are the true offspring of our core beliefs. We can use these to guide us to identify our underlying core beliefs, right? The best method is to identify negative core beliefs is by examining our automatic negative thoughts, right? Those thoughts that often come up when we hold ourselves back, say. Look for patterns or themes. And we can begin searching for the patterns in both our experiences and our interpretations of them. Where did it come from? Like I said, what age? Is there true evidence there? How true is the belief or that statement? We have to be willing to call out the lies that we hold about ourselves. And pay attention. Pay very close attention to the thoughts that bubble up when these specific limited beliefs pop up. Be willing to put yourself out there. Be willing to introduce new ideas. 
introduce opinions, introduce your talents, even if it might not make sense to other people. One day they might catch on. And if they don't, that's okay too. At least you're living in your truth. And we have to be willing to to challenge other people, right? We have to be willing to be criticized and we have to be willing to be disliked or even hated by others. And it's very uncomfortable. And sometimes you get into this comfortable zone, but after a while it gets so uncomfortable because you've been comfortable for too long. So I am asking you to challenge yourself, to get yourself out there and work on your confidence by breaking down the illusions that you have about yourself. And I promise that one day when you do this, you'll be glad that you did. Now is the perfect time to break free from the shackles, from the chains. You could be living uh, maybe a happier life, maybe a healthier life, maybe a more fulfilling life. If you could break past this absurdity that you might have and hold about yourself. Okay. So that is a wrap for tonight. I'm going to end it. I know this was a very kind of just a relaxed talk. I'm still trying to get my bearings together here, but I am glad I was able to to get on here and I hope that I inspired you to 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 get get moving and do what you know inside your heart. You know what you're meant to do. Never compare yourself to anyone else. The only person that you should be in competition with is yourself. How far can you go? And that's what we need to work on. Okay. Sending you all love and light. Thank you so much again. Take care and I look forward to next time.